Aw, it was fun hating that. Hey, this this isn't what we thought it would be. <laughs> Let's hate this instead. Yeah. Hey, fatheads, get boom. Y'all about to listen to the two fat dudes. Come on. D-list internet celebs, the top of the crop. Always slinging you the news with them nerd cred chops. Now listen up and listen well. The two fat dudes is coming, anyone can tell. Duke's digression, princes of pods, they'll rock your socks, they just can't stop. The two fat dudes are coming your way. The two fat dudes are coming your way. The two fat dudes are coming your way. And here we are, two weeks later. It's time once again for everybody's favorite show on the internet. That's a fact. You can check. It's real. Everybody's. Everyone's favorite show on the internet, TFD Nerdcast, bringing you all the nerd news and rumors that you can fucking handle. It's nice being able to say fuck again. We just recorded an episode of my show, The Comics That We Love, where you don't say things like fuck ass shit. He keeps a PG in that bitch. That's right. We don't do that over here. And this, Probably should have warned. Fucker, we go blue. Probably should have warned people at the end of the episode when we were talking about this show that when they came over here, there's a good chance that they the first thing they would hear is me screaming fuck ass shit. Pa 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 pow! It's the fuck time show. <laughs> hey, we are not safe for work. <laughs> Put in your fucking earbuds. I hope you already knew that. If you didn't, I. I really apologize. But, <laughs> yeah, if you're new to this you know, show, oops. TFD Nerdcast, bitch. That's right. It's your boy, Zach. I'm Chad. You know who it is. And if you didn't, you're about to. That's right. We got some fun updates. We got we got a bit of casting news. And Chad and I were a bit late to the game, but we both finally watched all of Echo, and we want to give you our review of that Disney Plus Marvel show. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But first... But first, we have to tell you about our sponsor for the show. It's ourselves. Oh. TFDNerdcast.threadless.com. You can go there and find all of our excellent logos from the years, be it our OG Two Fat Dudes logo, our TFD Nerdcast logo, just like the Stone logo itself, or us as superhero characters. You can also get one of my favorite things ever, the D-List Internet Celebrity t-shirt, or you can get those logos put on coffee mugs. Oh, uh, get your coffee game yeah, on. Yeah, you can get shower curtains for Grandma's birthday. Cover up her nips. No, you, she's got to, we don't want to see those nips. If we're coming in to take a poop while Grandma's taking a shower, I don't want to see her nips. Big Z gotta drop a deuce. That's right. Whether Grandma's in there showering or not. And, of course, you can get a tiny French blanket. That's a duvet. What, what? Just like Grandma might sew up for you. Yeah. But now if you poop while she's in the shower. <laughs> Grandma is. Grandma comes from the Great Depression. She might take her shower curtain and turn it into a duvet for you. <laughs> but anyway, all those things, so much available with our logo on it. If you want to support the show, that's a great place to do it. TFDNerdcast.threadless.com. Go, Go there, buy our wares. And with that, let's get into the updates. 
Here's the fucking updates. Updaty date time. Upply datey date. First up, it is being reported by various outlets that the man who played Bullseye on Netflix's Daredevil series will be reprising the role of that assassin who never misses in Disney Plus's Daredevil Born Again. That is Wilson Bethel. That's right, if you enjoyed his portrayal of Bullseye on that show, he's coming back because apparently now everything is canon from Netflix, and I'm okay with it. This is one of those happy dance time moments where where if me getting up and actually doing a happy dance would be fruitful, I would, because I'm <laughs> totally into this. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. I thought he was one of the uh I thought he was one of the upsides of what in some ways was a rather sad and unfortunate ending to the Daredevil Netflix run. And really I thought it was gonna be kind of a shame if he didn't get a chance to uh to do Bullseye again. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty actively excited about this actually. I thought he did a great job and I hope he will again. Something that I am really looking forward to is him getting a like legit bullseye costume. I really am excited to see what Marvel does with a bullseye costume. I think it could be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I love that bullseye costume. It's it's hokey, I know. It's very comic booky with the bullseye on the forehead, but I love it and I want to see what Marvel will do to give him a very bullseye costume. I like it. I always I, honestly I always thought it was the one thing I didn't like about it is that in some ways I thought it was kind of derivative of, of Havoc's costume from the X-Men. Just because of the circles. Yeah. Eh. In a way. In a way. I see what you're saying. But like Havoc's came first, but I like Bullseye's better. You know what I mean? Did Havoc's come first? I'm pretty sure, because I think that Havoc costume that I'm talking about is like from the 60s. That OG black Havoc costume. Yeah, with the silver trim. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember when Havoc first popped on the scene in Marvel. Yeah. Either way, Bullseye did it better. <laughs> with that one. Next up, speaking of Disney+, Plus, we may finally know when the long-awaited X-Men 97 animated series will be coming to the streaming service. Bring it to me! Oh, I know Chad's excited. Cosmic Circus is saying that the continuation of the 90s X-Men the Animated Series is slated to drop in, quote, mid to late March on Disney+, Plus. though the House of the Mouse has yet to confirm this. So, fingers crossed. You bastards! Mid to late March! We've been waiting so long for this show. It's my anniversary. I need to be able to plan accordingly. How are you gonna fucking do that? Wouldn't it be romantic if you guys had, like, a nice candlelit dinner and watched it? I mean, if we were more like Gambit and Rogue, I think that would work. But that's totally not... A, like, she's she's totally, like, like a rogue, but, but in a... In a world that clearly contains gambits, she chose to marry a Wolverine. I, I don't, I don't know why. Like, you know, you'd have to ask her what that shit is about. That was but, part of Chad's wedding vows, like, by the way, folks. In a world full of gambits, you chose to marry a Wolverine. You know, it's fine. It could have been. It could have been. I could have put that, that in I there. That totally could have been. That would have fit. <laughs> no, it's true though. Seriously, she, you know, she's she's not like, you know. She's not my Jean Grey because she doesn't panic and fall down every time there's a challenge. And you are 100% not a Scott Summers. No, no. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. 
<laughs> Anywho, like I am, I'm excited for this. I like we've been waiting so damn long since they because this was announced in like 2021, I think. I, I'm jumping out of my skin waiting for this, dude. Like I, the one thing that has me a little nervous about it is that even though they are bringing back everybody possible, there are a couple of voice uh, or, or voice actors on the cast who just aren't there anymore because they passed. So mm. somebody's going to have to take over for who, that. Like for who? Magneto is one of them. Oh, that's which is, a shame. Which is a total bummer. Um, I'm trying to remember who the other one was. There was another one of note that I am blanking on. Cyclops. Maybe. Oh, really? Maybe. Uh, but anyway, there, like I said, there's there's two characters in the main voice cast who are no longer with us. So they're, you know, damn. But but really, everybody but we else got Wolverine, they returned. The the chick that did Rogue is yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Like so they returned everybody. I love it. Who did not uh, pass on? You know, so we we still have everyone. I I will I will say though when I realized that one of those people who was no longer with us was magneto that bummed me the fuck out because that is in my head when i read comics that's the voice of magneto for me oh yeah yeah oh yeah but in any event i'm super looking forward to it i couldn't look more forward to it if i tried i wish wish they'd just stop playing with your boy and drop that shit (laughs) like i'm i need it i need it want it gotta have it like i've I hope I that tell it, I, pe- I tell people that X Men the animated series is like my all time favorite show. Sure, I, I I tell people that shit. Some of them don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but that's you know. <laughs> I've been steadily rewatching it on Disney Plus, which I need to hurry up and do before Disney Plus is taken away from me because they're going to start cracking down on password sharing, oh, which makes me sad because I because I get mine from this guy over here. Yeah, that makes me real sad. Yeah, that bums me out too. I'm <laughs> kind of yeah. You I'm I appreciate that you're bummed out for me that I'm going to have to pay for Disney Plus. No, seriously, like it it bums me down. It bums me out just in general that they're cracking down on on that kind of account sharing because to me if if I pay for that account and you tell me that that's how many people could be on it, it should not fucking matter that they don't live in my house. Agreed. If you tell me, like, if I pay for something and you're like, you can have three people on this account, and I have three people, then I have three people. Yeah. Then yeah. why does it matter to you? You why know, it, I if wonder. If you're able to support three accounts for what that person is paying, why does it matter? Yeah. I wonder I wonder if the the crackdown will be more on if they see that multiple IP addresses are hitting the same name. Like if I was watching Disney Plus on my Zach cuz you have me on there. Like you have me as an as one of your names. Yeah. But let's say like I shared it with Micah and he's watching it and I'm watching it and they're like, "Wait, that same name is coming from two different places." I wonder if that's how they will crack down. Or if they, because you're right, you That's have us all set up on the account separately, yeah. and the, and you are allowed to have a certain amount of names on the account. I guess it remains to be seen. We'll have to see how it goes. We will see. Well, we will see. In either in yeah, in any event, you you know damn well you can't you can't miss this. I no. I won't I won't stop talking about it for you know long enough to not spoil it oh we're, for you. we're gonna have to be we're, i don't know i wonder if they're gonna release it weekly if so it's gonna be a watch along oh yeah dude 100 percent watch along if, yeah. if i mean 
And and if they drop it all at once, it's just a review instead. One way or another, we're going to be talking about this. One way or another. Yeah. Yep. Moving on, something else that we've been talking about one way or the other. Deadline is reporting that Disney has found a replacement for the century after the exit of Steven Yoon from the Thunderbolts film. According to them, he has been replaced by Top Gun Maverick actor Lewis Pullman, son of a uh, son of one Mr. Bill Pullman, by the way. And you look at him, and it's like, yep, that's the son of Bill Pullman. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, so we've got he's he was also in Bad Times at the El Royale. Uh, he was also in The Strangers, Pray at Night. He was in the miniseries Catch Twenty Two. And he's 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 been around basically. He's this been is not been in some stuff. Been in some stuff. Most of it I've never heard of, but he's been in some stuff, indeed. Uh, so I mean, he, honestly, I can't remember what the kid's name that we were talking about last week or the week before. Who was rumored? It was the kid from Euphoria. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I know. But what you, I know who you mean. Yeah, I get way more Ro- uh, Bob Reynolds century vibes off of Lewis Pullman than I did him. Like, he looks more the it. right age, and he, he's he got the frame that you can see, like, if this guy bulks a little bit, he's going to look great in the role. That would be hard to argue with, just based on the physical aspect. Yeah. I think that he looks like he's in a place where he could make that happen way easier than that kid. I saw Bad Times at the El Royale. I'm trying to remember who he was in that. Uh, he was Miles Miller in Bad Times at the El Royale, uh, yeah, whatever that's that means. one of those movies that you don't really remember the characters Because so it's much, such a know? big ensemble cast, and there are so many great actors in it. Yeah, I, I have no idea which, which character he was, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's a hard one to call. But, I mean, it remains to be seen how that's going to roll. We'll stay we'll stay posted on it because you know when that movie comes out we'll do a review and you know your boy's gonna have an opinion on what they do with the century. Hopefully he wins an Oscar for it so that in his in his acceptance speech he can thank Robert Kirkman. <laughs> oh yeah. Just so that we can all laugh about it. Because if you remember, folks, we had that story where Kirkman totally spilled the beans before anyone else could. That Steven Yoon was, in fact, the century. And then, like, a week later, Steven Yoon left the movie. We've been joking about the fact that he got it, he got Yoon fired. <laughs> Do we know for sure that that uh, Kirkman's comments cost Mr. Yoon a, a, a possible pivotal role? We don't know for no. sure. But... We can blame him. The writing feels like it's on the wall, even if it's in crayon. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> like, it, even even if Steven Yoon is like, uh, I had I had other engagements. I don't know. Yeah. Coincidence. Because if you're in the entertainment industry, you turn down the biggest paycheck provider in all the land for other engagements. Sure. I think not, Steve. No. So, I'm going to go let Ricky Timbo out of his ferret cage. Ricky, so that Ricky, Ricky Timbo, our music maestro. Ricky, come on, Ricky, come out. Play the song. Here's Who's your guitar. Good, Ricky? Who's good, Ricky? If you want more pellets for dinner, you better play the song. And now, get ready for your weekly dose of the nerd news. With the two fat dudes, 
Good job, buddy. Now get the fuck back in your cage. Such a good Reggie. He's going to town on that water bottle. All right, here we go. Some news. We only got one piece of news this week. But hey, our show isn't completely about Disney and Marvel. How about that? Hey, there we go. Sometimes there's other stuff worth talking about. Yeah, how about... lucky. How about a little news out of the DC Films camp? Ooh, please do. So, James Gunn and company have found their Supergirl. The hell you say. Their choice is House of Dragons star Millie Alcock. She is the first casting for a film that doesn't even have a director. Oh my. (laughs) All we know is that the movie is being scripted based on the comic book Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow by Tom King. Tom King. One of my dudes. The jump between uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen and Kara Zor-El is definitely going to be an interesting transition to watch. And uh, I've got IMDb up for Chad because I don't think you've seen that show, but this is Millie Alcock. She, I, I can totally see her as Kara Zor-El. She's, she's got the right vibe to me. I can see it. I yeah. can see it. You can make that work. Sure. Yeah. So, I, and having watched House of the Dragon, when, because, okay, so you haven't seen House of the Dragon, right? No, no, I have okay, not. Okay, so, so the first season takes place over the course of, like, a long period of time. And there is a time jump where, like, three or four episodes in, they kind of jump ahead to adult Rhaenyra, and they dropped Alcock. Even though she's in her 20s, they dropped her and brought in different actors to play a couple of the characters older. Gotcha. And uh, I think I I was amongst many people who were very sad at that because she was so good in the show and in that role that the fact that she's just not that character anymore kind of sucked. So it's cool to see her getting more work and that we're going to get to see more of her on screen, I think. Especially in in a in Supergirl because man, that Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow book, it's one of my faves. It's how, good. How much would that suck, you know, you, just because you look young in a, in a world where looking young is normally such an advantage, you get told, "Fuck off. We want somebody who looks older." <laughs> yeah, it was and, and the thing is like they had her in some sex scenes before the first season was over so it's not like they were playing her as 12 yeah. you know that that was kind of where i was at like well, why did you have to do that yeah, why was that necessary that's kind of messed up at any rate though i still enjoyed the rest of that season house of the dragon is a really good show if you haven't watched it well good 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 but, for millie then hopefully yeah. she'll nail that yeah we'll see we'll see her as kara Zorel, i think it could be pretty cool chad i think it's time now i think it's time for a spoiler alert before we talk about Echo, what do you oh, think? Please, sir, bring on the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right. If you haven't watched it yet, it's not our fault. We're going to get spoilery. We done did warned you. We done did told you. We done did told you. You done dead dear one did been told what? Whatever he said. Dang, dang, wow, Bubba. Little big old dang. <laughs> Chad, let's do let's do our normal thing. Uh, give me a sentence about what you thought of Echo. This is a departure in not just the stuff that Marvel has been doing lately, but in the overall, and I mean that in a good way. 
this show harkens back to that Netflix era of Marvel TV, and I think that that is a step in the right direction for characters like this. And it's gonna it's gonna be a positive for Marvel overall, I think. So where do you want to start? We got five episodes of this show. Do you want to start with cast? Do you want to start with story? I want to start with story. Okay. I want to start with story because just right off the bat, Echo is one of those characters that, and you know, I, I like to point this out sometimes because I feel like for both of us, these are kind of rare because you and I are so immersed in the comic book realm mm-hmm. that it's rare that there isn't a, that there's a character that we don't have much of an opinion on one way or the other. Yeah. You know, with this, you know, like in both of our books, this character is a positive. This character is a negative. Now you and I share a lot of positives and negatives. We had, a we have a lot of different positives mm-hmm. and negatives as well, but very rare to me anyway, are there characters that are neither a positive nor a negative that I'm just sort of like, yeah, that character's there. I don't, Really no shit about it. Even having read, because I was reading Daredevil, the Daredevil run, when the character of Echo was introduced, and they gave her an entire issue to tell her backstory. Even with that, I am the same way. I didn't have an opinion on this character when when she came up. And I think that's part of the reason that this worked, is because sometimes I think there's just no substitute for fresh everything yes we saw this character debut uh in hawkeye help me out yes thank you in hawkeye uh but but we don't really know anything about it uh until we actually got this five episode treatment Mm -hmm. uh and i think like i said sometimes there is just no substitute for a fresh everything in this case fresh actor fresh story Fresh character. This is the fresh, only thing yeah. Alakwa Cox has ever done. Yeah. She specifically she specifically tried out for this part because her friends saw that that their Disney had a casting call for a for a deaf Native American woman. And they were like, You should go and do that. And so she did. Thank goodness she did. Yeah. She ended up being a magnificent choice for this. She's great. Yeah. She is great in this show. She is. She is. I mean, her, like, you you can tell that she is quite advanced with, with signing, you Mm -hmm. know, like that, that's, that's impressive in itself and, and so important to the character in this particular case that you had to have somebody like that. Yeah, you had like you you couldn't bring in someone who wasn't actually deaf, just teach them to sign because she brings so much emotion. I feel like someone who wasn't actually deaf who is like learning signing for the movie would be a little too focused or show too focused on the signing and not emoting as much with it. Well, yeah, and you see that, that with be, some of the other characters. That would even. be a lot to learn. Yeah, yeah. But Alakwa, because like this is natural to her. You get you get all the emotion of of the character and the things she's going through when she's signing with everybody. Yeah. I thought that was really important to the character. I agree. I think the the character overall went off without a hitch, and in some ways, I think it's a little easier to say that about a character that I didn't feel one way or another 
because then that way it is truly impossible to have either positive nor negative expectations. And isn't that sometimes what we want the most, is to be able to view a project like this and not already have preordained feelings because of the involvement of character A, B, C, or actor A, B, C, or producer Z, Y, X. Mm -hmm. You know what the fuck I'm saying, right? I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you come in predisposed to what you expect or what you think should be be happening. And it's refreshing to have a property where not only did we not have to worry about that, but it fucking delivered because we got a good story and we're we're about to start talking about some of the other aspects but but seriously overall i thought the story was was pretty spot on i i liked what they did and telling you know this is like how she came up and this is what she became this is how it all turned on its ear this is when she decided that she could be a better big bad than kingpin yeah and then and like this is her going home for the first time and and reconnecting with where she came from and who she was at one point and kind of wanting to get a little bit of that back it's hard for me to really speak intelligently about it because i'm not going to pretend to know anything about indigenous peoples native american culture mm-hmm. yeah, same, how, however same. you wish to describe it uh, as far as that i'm not going to pretend like i know but i will say that it felt to me like again this is just how i see it but it felt to me like disney kind of went out of their way to be very sensitive about that aspect of the project totally and be very careful about how they tread in that area and again i can only speak as an outsider but it felt to me like they tried to take a very honest very genuine approach to that culture and Again, I, I can only say it was as accurate as what I saw, and I don't know. Well, but I appreciated what it at least felt like they were trying to do. Do you know what I mean? It never felt like a caricature of Native American culture. Yeah, there was no like there was no ploy or no ulterior yeah. motive here. This felt like a like a genuine attempt to create a portrayal of something that more people probably should just experience in general and know more about. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was well done and I I thought that the um like I I loved all the characters that were introduced. And uh, honestly, I do feel like the show could have gone a couple more episodes. I wouldn't have minded just getting a little bit more of her back home and, you know, getting more involved with the people of her past. Like biscuits i thought was a fun character but didn't have enough time to really become like one of those like oh he's fun and you know i didn't feel like he had enough time to really grow on me he was fun though he was fun i i and i I liked him like a dime store galifianakis he was (laughs) and you know like the characters of chula and scully her grandparents i loved them was delightful graham green is one of those is one of those character actors mm-hmm. who just always shows up in whatever the fuck and you know what delivers every goddamn time every e- time every, like it doesn't it doesn't matter if he is a store clerk or if he is some kind of spiritual guide or if he's like you know 
uh, the the right hand man of of the star because he's been all those things and he's always fucking spot on. I'll always think of him in uh, Dances with the Wolves. Was wasn't he? He was in Dance with the Wolves and I he was the one that yeah, we've come a long way, you and I. Like I'll always right. remember that. Yeah, but yeah, man, he just he's one of those dudes that you know bet on him if he if he's gonna show up. He's going to bring something to that project that's going to be positive, mm-hmm. and I thought he brought some personality as well as some much-needed uh, comic relief here. A bit because, of levity, yeah, yeah. Because other than himself and uh, and biscuits, you don't you don't have that. No, they, it's they're very, the only two characters who even try to be funny. Everybody else, it's a it's a lot of drama and a lot of family stuff. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. There was there's a lot going on with these characters. Everybody did a good job. The story of this family and all of their issues was really interesting but i also i i appreciated the change in echoes like maya lopez's powers because she didn't have powers like when we first saw her she was just like working for the kingpin and she's a badass chick yeah and she can whoop you real easy and at first that's the way it is here too but they start like weaving in this narrative of of uh her predecessors like native women of the past and like where their power came from and and that kind of thing and we get to that point then where they introduce that she is like the next in a lineage of powerful women and then that that she has been bequeathed that power that they all had yeah and it was very different than than the echo of the comics because echo in the comics is kind of the same idea as taskmaster in a oh, way really? yeah so it was cool that they that decided to go a different taskmaster route echo yeah, yeah yeah and i like that they still play with the idea of the echo with this character and where her power comes from but a different take but a different take because because we see all of these women from indigenous history that are directly related to her like the bloodline of these strong women and that all of her ancestors are there with her and that that's part of the power that she has. Like she is an echo of all of them. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I agree. I like that aspect of it. I also very much enjoyed the uh, character of Henry Black Crow Lopez. Her uncle. Yeah. yeah. I think he's, I think he's one of the characters that kind of gives uh, a little bit of depth to, uh, to the story, makes it a little bit more, a little more chewy, a little more gritty. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think the two most important characters, other than Maya and Kingpin, are Henry Black Crow Lopez and Chula, her grandmother, because they, you're right, they, they are the ones who give crunch to the story and to the history of Maya. Yeah. In her own way, Chula is super dark. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I found myself getting emotional when the two of them got back together for the first time and had their conversation. Well, it was well done. And Chula also, like, even though they only really showcase it in that one scene where she has, like, the sit-down with Maya, mm-hmm. her her uh, her signing skills were, I thought, uh, pretty impressive as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she did a really good job with that, and I thought, like, not just the fact that she did it well, but the way she did it, because she was being kind of extra demonstrative mm-hmm. with some of her movements... I thought that was a really good way to portray how that conversation might really happen right. when when one of the people involved 
is is hard of hearing or you know deaf mm-hmm. like that it felt again very accurate and genuine to me which is probably like my like a big overarching statement for me with this is like it the whole thing felt genuine it didn't feel like like the people creating this particular content had to try so damn hard the way that that maybe marvel has had to recently and look what happens when when you're able to view something without the pressure of of all of the MCU. You get something that that a lot of people will end up enjoying more just because the pressure isn't there. That's what's happening with Echo. Yeah, and genuine I think is a great word to describe this show. Like the the way that it was put together was very genuine. Everything about it, whether whether the uh the you know the use of sign language and and I loved a lot of the scenes that played into the fact that she is deaf. Like yeah. one of my favorites was the scene at the skating rink where all a bunch of Kingpin's men are there and she cranks the volume on on white or on Rob Dragula. Zombie on Dragula because she knows that it's going to mess them up and it's not going to affect her at all. And then she goes in and starts whooping ass. You know, the other thing, and it, it's worth pointing out just because it ties into that. Uh, I thought the way that they played with the audio and actually turning the sound off. Yes. So that, like, we would kind of experiencing it, or we would experience that aspect of things at least a little bit more from mm-hmm. the perspective of how the character viewed everything. Initially, when they started using that as a device, I was concerned that maybe it would it would be a little too much. But I thought they balanced it well. Mm-hmm. I thought they used it at times where it was fruitful to the story. It was just one of those things where, again, it felt like they were really making the... Uh, the right decisions. I agree. Like one of the instances, one of the instances that I liked the most was at the end towards the climax where she goes to the powwow and she's kind of sneaking in, like being in the middle of the dance at the powwow. Oh yeah. And, And they take the sound away, but she, you know, she's bobbing with everybody to the beat, like doing the dance. But when they take the sound away, you can still hear like the subtle do, 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 you know, because like to her, she's, She's dancing to the vibration, and I thought that that was a perfect instance to use something like that. Yeah, because then they did the effect where it was like it was syncing up with her heartbeat, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, another thing that was very well done. This this is one of those things that uh, that makes me happy just uh, to to be talking about because it's it's nice to not have a bunch of you know like negative or down things to say about this because yeah overall i think it's and i mean we didn't even get to d'onofrio you know because no, i mean like what what can you say that hasn't already been said about vincent d'onofrio as the kingpin because it's outstanding even though this is supposed to be a slightly different version of him it's it's still outstanding yeah i love and, him as the kingpin and the the tying of those two characters together in the way you know with it seems like he genuinely loves her, you know, as a daughter or as a niece. And but 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 he still is the kingpin and had her father killed. And at you the know, very, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 
D'Onofrio is just they they're when when he first got that role, I did not immediately think like we sometimes do. Hey, that person is going to be absolutely perfect for that role. Mm-hmm. That did not happen with D'Onofrio. That didn't strike me that way. But no. but he has performed it so well that it's kind of ironic that he got a chance to play two different versions of it because it has become to the point where in my mind somebody else being the kingpin would be difficult to obtain and absorb you know like totally he just he's he's almost too good at it and i love the fact that that all of echo ends with us basically getting a little nod that says hey kingpin will be back <laughs> and and it kind of it's kind of setting up um um Oh shit! What was that? What was that series called where he becomes the mayor? Was it Devil's Reign? It's a more recent Daredevil run, where I think it was. I think it was Devil's Reign. I think it was Zadarsky, where Kingpin is the mayor of of New York. Because that like, that was kind of I where they totally left see us. them doing that story. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that could work. It's kind of shocking. I'm just scrolling through IMDb at looking at reviews because I really hadn't looked into what other people thought. And for the most part, people are shitting on it a lot. Like, it, the, the best review I've seen is like a 7 out of 10 stars, and that was one person. I've seen a lot of 4s and 5s and some lower. I don't fucking get it, because I thought that this was good. I think I thought that this was a very good standalone thing. I've talked to limited people about it, but the ones that I have talked to about it, there is largely a consensus among them that this is one of the better things that Marvel has produced yeah, lately. Yeah, like look, like because you can put a title for your review. Like one person says, "Bland filler," then starts off okay, but then what happened? And then some. Uh, I see a lot of I wanted to like this, and one person says a slog. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I'm so, I'm no. You know what? <coughs> Let's not immediately dismiss this. Because that right there, what he just said, I wanted to like this. What what did we talk about earlier? Zero expectations. When you go in wanting to like something or wanting to not like it, that shit affects it. Yeah. You and I were able to just baseline, view this shit for what it is. Do not go too hot. Do not go too cold. Some of these people are clearly having trouble doing that. I don't disagree with this four-star review that their title is Feels Like Much Was Cut Out. I do feel like they cut the show down a little too much. I Mm. think that there was room to have another episode or two, and it would have filled some more things out. But I don't think that that... I don't think that it hurt the show the way that cutting things out of Aquaman fucked that movie all up. It might have lessened the the show uh, a little bit, but I don't think it is as drastic as four out of 10. Yeah, I, I think that's going too far. I really do too. Like, I don't understand the dislike for this show unless, I mean, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll say it. I think that, I think that there is probably a combination of some people were expecting more daredevil and were unhappy that they didn't get more daredevil yeah. than that flashback. He is really only there in that opening sequence. Yeah. yeah. 
But then there are, there is also. But what an opening sequence! We it didn't was even a, really talk about how good some of the action stuff was. The action was great. Yeah, it yeah. was really well done. Especially considering the fact that she really is, she is an actual amputee. Like a lot, like that's not an Echo thing. That's an Alakwa Cox thing that they just added in because it is what it is. And like the fact that she was doing a lot of those sequences was awesome. Like seeing her, like get in there, hell and yeah, mix it up, hell yeah, yeah. I wonder how much of that was her. I don't know, but I mean that's credit to her anyway because that stuff isn't easy when uh, when you have both legs. Yeah, I mean seriously, like you know, good for her. Totally. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, it's it would be easy for me to just say it's probably the same people who don't like Marvel's like girl projects or or people of color projects. You know, the white dude theorem. And th- and I'm sure that some of the people are that, but who knows? I mean, I would be interested to talk to somebody who didn't like the show and really hear why they didn't care for it. In honor of somebody who's been in the news feed a lot lately, because the haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Why you gotta bring T Swift into this, Chad? I don't know. It it sadly. Listen, man, maybe just mentioning her will get us into somebody's algorithm when we otherwise wouldn't be. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Taylor Kelsey, maybe someday. There's this whole theory floating around out there that if uh, that if they win the the game, he's gonna he's gonna cap things by proposing to Tay Tay. Oh my, oh my. Now, oh. I, okay, I gotta refocus. We gotta refocus and stop thinking <laughs> sorry, about fucking sorry. Taylor Swift. My bad. Uh, yeah, so it's a shame. Um, I mean, there is also the simple fact that it is starting to become the fun thing, the popular thing to do to just thing to hate on Marvel, to hate on Marvel every time something comes out. We have literally been predicting this. We've been watching it happen. We're reaching that point. Yep. It's, it sadly is, it sadly is the case, I feel like. I really thought we would get FF and some X-Men shit before that started to happen. I'm sad that it looks like that's not gonna be so. Yeah. Way to go, DC. Way to, way to restart and not give people something comic book to be mad about. And they had to shift, they had to shift their focus elsewhere. You son of a bitches. Uh, but I'm still I'm still enjoying it, and we've talked about it on the show. I'm still digging what Marvel is doing overall. Do I see that there are issues? Yes, but I am also of the mind of they see that there are issues, and I hope that they fix them. Cracks in the armor, man. It yep. happens. Even if even if things get real shitty, I'm still gonna watch all of it. Me too. I ain't going nowhere. Nope. It took me a while to watch Echo because I was like you know, scared of it not being good, which is why I tried so hard to not have expectations about it. But again, I feel like the fact that I that I made the conscious effort to do that and try to view it through a fresh lens mm-hmm. was helpful. I straight up forgot to watch it. And I think it's because you and I, were, we were both of the same mind. Like, we thought that she was really good in Hawkeye, mm-hmm. but... Her show like wasn't jumping out at us as must must see TV, yeah. And so it came down to like, oh shit, yeah, I still haven't watched that. You know, that was the that was the mode, and I think that that maybe helped us appreciate it 
a little more because so. you're like you said we didn't we didn't come in with the preconceived notions we didn't come in like oh boy oh boy oh boy oh boy it was just like let's check this out yeah could be who knows could be so joe but i think we've prattled on enough let's wrap this bad boy up is it that time it is that time we've recorded two episodes back to back today of various shows it's time to take a break i'm getting hungry okie dokie all right, well then, uh, spiel, spiel. I was spiel. Gonna say, unless we're squeezing in a grain of salt, I guess it's spiel time. All righty. First things first, hit us up on Apple Podcasts. Is that that still exists. Still there? Yeah. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, you could leave a five star review and couple it with a user review and get a shout out just as soon as one of the TFD noticed that you did that, and and then we will shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Head on over to Facebook and like us there, and everything that we do will come to your news feed. It'll be us and your uncle ranting about political stuff that makes you uncomfortable. But we don't rant about political stuff. We don't do that. No, we rant about Disney Plus shows. That's right. (laughs) Keep it wholesome. Yeah. We worry about the important stuff. (laughs) The issues that matter to the everyman, okay? We we don't give a fuck who's going to war over here, who's producing more oil over here. We care about the stuff that the average American actually gives a shit about. Yeah. Is there a presidential election coming? Yes. But more importantly, who is playing the century? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so real down around here. It's disgusting. That's right. All right. Well, you know where else that keeps it real? Tell me the husk of what once was Twitter. They call it X nowadays. Do they keeps it real? (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who still keeps it. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, you can find us there. Sums keeps it real. Sums keeps it real. (laughs) Um, You can find us there uh, at TFD Nerdcast at One Angry Fat Dude and at Z underscore Irish underscore Red. Uh, But you're much more likely to interact with us on the Instagram, if that's more your jam, where you can pick up all those same handles, as well as the comics that we love, which is the other recording Zach is talking about. He and I just did a uh, episode of that show on World War Hulk. Yeah, look for that one to drop probably sometime in March. It was fun stuff. Yeah, I liked it. If you don't want to download the show, you could just stream that bitch using Spotify or any other various podcatcher of your choice. Most of the ones that I always list here are gone now. So if you yeah. got if you have someone who wants to hear us, just tell them to check whatever their favorite podcatcher is. We're streaming there probably. TFD Nerdcast. Put that into your podcatcher. Cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. Chad, we're still on Spotify, right? Yeah, Spotify still exists. There we go. Okay, well, because we're not like they're not. Nobody is kicking us off, but yeah. they're just dying. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we persist. Okay, we are still out there. It's the services that are failing. That's right. Well, what isn't failing, Chad, is another website where they could check us out, and that is twofatdudes.podomatic.com, where the, the fat first grew. Because the clicks matter. And also, you might need it with all these other podcatchers <laughs> drying up. Because yeah, you could Fuck. still... You'll be able to get it there. It's where we're hosting. I'm saying. <laughs> 
And last but not least, for the mousy little fucks in the audience, you don't like social media, you don't like people seeing what you have to say, but you do want to reach out to the TFD, to the two fat dudes. Do it, do it, do it. You could do so privately at our very public email address, which of course is twofatdudes at hotmail.com. Chad, how do they spell that? T-O-O-F-A-T-D-U-D-E-Z. I'm going to go get a sandwich or something. Mmm, sandwich. Clap if you love Zachary. <laughs> <laughs>